Kane is in the building. You are now tuned in to Justice for All. Hosted by Justice General Radford. Emmanuel Radford, the co-host of the We Are The Parents radio show and the Hype Required podcast. E.J. Daniels, football scout and PFF contributor. I'm going to show you how great I am. make my guys proud and, and that's all that matter to me everybody wants to know what i would do if i didn't win i guess we'll never know what is going on everybody welcome to justice for all uh, this is our debut on the official YouTube page of Bills Mafia. Uh, thank you so much to the fan base uh, for believing in me. I want to send a special shout out to Mookie Hawkins and, uh, you know, Robin Wendo, Delry, all of everybody, man. Just everybody who's showing me so much support. Um, I'm your host, Justice Rafford, Justice General Rafford. Uh, it, it's, it's such an honor and a privilege to, to just, you know, be here and be with this, this amazing team. Um, and yeah, man, I, I'm super excited. We just had the Overdue Bills podcast on a, a, a couple hours ago, and you know they they did an amazing job in their debut. Uh, so now it's our turn to get started, and I got some very very special guests today. I have the host of the We Are the Parents podcast and radio show, also co-host of Height Required with myself, my cousin Emmanuel Rafford. What's going on, cuz? Man, what's up? What's up, cuz man? Let, let, let me just start by saying congratulations, man. You're doing big things. Um, I man, I, like it's dope, man. I love when, especially when you see family doing good, it's always dope. So, congratulations to you. Keep grinding all the stuff you're doing, your intros, your videos on Twitter. You out here grinding, man. And when you grind, you get rewarded. And so, uh, it's good to see people who work hard get rewarded. So, congratulations, man. Hey, I appreciate that because I look, I, I had to catch up to you somehow because you was out here. <laughs> Coaching yeah. basketball teams and running for school board, like I'm able out here doing the thing. So I, I, I have to do, do something. Yeah, they here. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, absolutely. So I appreciate you joining me tonight. You know, on our debut, uh, absolutely. Uh, if there was anybody I want to give a look at, it, it's, it's got to be family. And uh, and of course, I, I got a, my other guest, my guy. Uh, he's a PFF contributor. He's a, a football scout. Uh, this guy is has a very high football acumen. I respect his football IQ uh, very greatly. Um, I appreciate you coming on, Mr. EJ Daniels. What's going on, man? Hey, my man, Justice. I appreciate you having me on your inaugural episode on the Buffalo Fan Base Podcast Network. When they, when you said that you was getting your own, you know, kind of, kind of special project to mold and shaping your yeah. own image, I was like. Yo, yesterday's price is not today. <laughs> it is not, bro. Sir, it is not. And I already know. Up. Way up. Way Absolutely. up. I say, yo, I said, once people see the talent that he got and see that somebody was the key contributor into someone else's brand, they're going to see, like, 
Oh, this is this was the guy. This was this was what we saw. Yes, this is what y'all gonna see. But I'm not gonna talk about. It. Y'all gonna see it. So yeah, congratulations uh, to you, brother. Look, I ain't, I ain't got no animosity toward nobody. You know what I'm saying we looking forward. It's, it's not animosity. It's facts, bro. It's, facts it's just all facts, facts, bro. You know what I'm saying? Facts exactly. I mean, it's, it's facts. <laughs> Anybody who was that. watching the videos, they know what was up, bro. I mean, it is what it is. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Appreciate my man Vince Taylor in the building. As always, we're gonna have what does Vince Taylor think? Um, is a key part of the show. Uh, one of my favorite segments. Um, got a he went real in depth today, so I'm definitely gonna uh, get to that a little bit later. But oh uh, man, um, I'm just I'm super excited to talk about football. You know, with these guys, I, I wanted them both on the show because they kind of remind me of each other. And I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like, they, it, you know, they both are not afraid to, you know what I'm saying? Take it there. They're not afraid to say the things that other people are afraid to say sometimes. So that, you know, I, I appreciate that because, you know, ain't no more real than real. You know what I mean? So, you know, guy, I, I wanted a little bit, wanted a little bit of that. So um, like, we might as well go ahead and get started. Um, there's a lot of news today. I really don't even know where to get started. We might as well start with the bills, right? A um, couple key members of the Bills will not be back, right? Uh, Harrison Phillips won't be back. John Feliciano will not be back. Um, Mitch Trubisky got signed. Um, there, there's like a, a lot of shifting going on in, in the Bills, you know, community. Uh, so, I mean, well, what are your thoughts on, first of all, do you think that the Bills have lost any key pieces that are going to be just like tough to, to replace the product, uh, the productivity of? Nah, yeah. I mean, I think the Bills is being smart right now. I think, you know, there's a lot of rumors about who might be coming and who might be gone. I mean, who might be really be gone. You know, y'all linked to Chandler Jones. Y'all was linked to Allen Robinson before uh, Kirk blew up the market. Um, so it's a couple of things. But the reality is the Bills are good because Josh Allen is quarterback. When you have a guy at quarterback, you can lose some of that fringe talent around the edges because he covers up a lot. So you, you lose a, a tackle, but you go get Saffold. Saffold, solid. Um, you lose Harrison Phillips, but you bring in that other D tackle. His name is escaping me. Tim, what is it? Status? Tim Settle. Tim Settle. Settle. Um, you, bring, you bring him in. So, you know, when, when you Buffalo and you have a guy at quarterback and you can, you know, lose some of that friend's talent and bring in some, some new fresh pieces, they haven't lost anybody that's vital yet, which is good, which because the AFC is shaping up to be a real gauntlet right now. So... I mean, having a guy at quarterback, having your your, uh, your key weapon still intact, I think those are playing smart. Now, if they get a Chandler Jones, they get real. You know what I'm saying? They get like a Chandler Jones or that book in DN on that side, they get real. So, Bills haven't lost that much. You know, they bring in the D tackle who really didn't play that much. So, that's that's an opportunity. You'll get an opportunity to play. So, he might flash and show something. But, yeah, when you got Josh Allen at quarterback, you, you, you can afford to lose a little bit of that French talent because he covers up a lot with how good he is. That's a fact. That's a fact. I know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in pre-production, we were talking to uh, EJ a little bit. He told us a little bit about Tim Settle. Um, so you actually said you liked Tim Settle more than Harrison Phillips. I'm a really big fan of Harrison Phillips. So uh, just speak to, you know, some of the people that the Bills have brought in, you know, um, Saffold, you know, uh, out of, uh, was it, Tennessee. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, Tim Settle, you know, uh, they, they added some pieces, you know. Uh, what do you think about the pieces they've added and, you know, how can they contribute? So first of all, I'll start with Roger Saffo. He's been one of my favorite linemen, you know, since he was drafted by the Rams. Um, the MO on him, the scouting reporter on him, is he is a heck of a run blocker, and that is exactly where he's going to make his difference on that interior 
on those gap schemes. When the Bills rent the gap scheme last year, they their running game started uh, taking off. And now that they got a guy who's not only a pro bowler, but been on the best rushing attacks in the past three seasons, blocking for mm-hmm. the best running back, you know, in the league, you know, arguably like that is going to that's going to boost your, your, your running offense and your O-line period. Now, everyone harps on the fact that, you know, he's not a plus pass blocker. But as to Emmanuel's point, when you have Josh Allen as your quarterback, you can take a risk in somebody who is not the best at pass blocking. Because why? Because he can escape anybody. There's nobody who can really take Josh Allen down. You know, if you break through the interior, it's going to be a bear trying to take Josh Allen down. So I can pay this guard who is probably way cheaper than uh, Darrell Williams. I can pay him to bolster my rushing attack. And that's exactly what it's going to do. And he adds some nasty. You see those pictures on to- on Twitter of him uh, doing those deadlifts. That man going to move some people in the run game. So that's uh, Roger Saffold. The Bills upgraded their O-line with just that one move. And as far as Tim Settle, he is an interior rusher who has snaps at one tech, zero tech, and three tech. So he can. his thing is he is unathletic, but he can rush the passer. So he was stuck behind Deron Payne, and he was stuck behind Jonathan Allen, two of the best D tackles in the league. Yeah, so, I mean, he didn't yeah. see – it's tough to see snaps like that. But now he's in a place in Buffalo where he's going to get the opportunity to contribute. So he's going to get an opportunity to rush the passer. He's going to get an opportunity to play up and down the interior, and he's going to cause havoc. All he needed, as Emmanuel had alluded to in the pre-production, he just needed a shot. And they have been saying that for like two years. He was linked to Buffalo back in the midseason last year. Like, so we we saw this move coming. So now he's going to get his shot to show what he can do. He uh, raises the floor of your defensive tackles because Harrison Phillips was cool. He was a fan favorite between y'all, but he really wasn't adding anything in a, in a passing game, in a pass rush game to me. And he's always hurt. I hate to say it like that because he was a solid player when he was healthy, but he's always hurt. But these two moves are really solid moves, and they will be felt almost immediately in impact. I think you muted Justice. You can't, I can't muted Justice. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Is it fair to say that the Bills are better today than they were yesterday? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you can, like I said, improve your interior of your line, add a take out Darrell Williams, who, I mean, he was a cool pass blocker. He was cool, but for that price, I can get a pass blocker who is not, like I said, a run blocker, excuse me, who is not only a plus run blocker, but a pro bowler at that. You add experience, you add that, that pro bowl caliber, you add the, uh, you add the strength. You add the knowledge. You just add all like like I said. I just tweeted out something that right now I like the Bills O line a lot, depth pieces included. You know, and Brandon Bean has made a, a a great a great move here. I actually linked them to the Bills before free agency even started when he had got cut. The Bills should have hopped all over that, and they did. I'm glad they actually made moves that are like clear upgrades. You know, and so I like I said, I love this move. See, that's that that just the football scout coming out. That's why that's why I have to show you know what I'm saying. So um all right, so let, let's move to skill position a little bit, right? Um we'll we'll talk about this later in the show. We've seen some exorbitant contract being given to, to some wide receivers, right? So uh I I think that maybe ha- uh, has an effect on the market just a little bit. You know, good wide receivers are gonna be like that guy got what? No, nah, I need this, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So uh Cole Beasley has one year. I think it was roughly $6 million. million, Uh, Yep. yep. So do you think the bills now say, yo, like if quarter, if, if wide receivers is getting overpaid, somebody might be able to take Cole Beasley off of our hands. Or do you say, "Mm, 
maybe we could keep Cole Beasley now, Emmanuel. What, 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 what is your thoughts on Cole Beasley, first of all? And what do you think the Bills <laughs> need to do to, you know, replace the value of a, of a, a missing um, what was Emmanuel Sanders and, and potentially Cole Beasley? Well, that, I mean, I think that's going to be the interesting part. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is gone, and Cole Beasley, you know, he could be gone. I like Cole Beasley. I think he's a solid piece. Uh, but I just gave Isaiah McKenzie some bread. Um, so if Isaiah McKenzie is a guy who can replace some of that production, you can put him there. Um, but I think the, I think at this point, you know, Buffalo just needs to if they because the market just became so robust and overpaid. I don't think Buffalo should go out and overpay. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think that's necessary. Um, I think if, if Cole is willing to stay, you keep him um, because you know he's a solid he's solid there. But I think a lot of times what happens in the leagues when somebody overpays like that, people feel panicked to go go out and do the same thing because they just want to secure a guy. I don't think Buffalo has to do that. I think you know Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. It's enough. Uh, Devin Singletary. It's enough skill position talent for y'all to wait for the right fit. So if Beasley want to stay. Let Beasley stay. If he want, if you can flip him for something nice, you do that. But I, I don't, I don't think Buffalo is in a position where they gotta go overpay for a number two guy. So if like Allen Robinson coming and saying, "Give me like 22, 21 mil, I, I don't think you have to go, go do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's, I don't think Bills have that type of need at that position because again, when Josh, at, when Josh Allen is at quarterback, he he his talent can accent some pieces who may not seem as talented. Which again, you know, Cole Beasley is good, but you know, if you lose Cole Beasley, you you, you hope Isaiah McKenzie fills some of that gap, and you just go get you a mid-level guy who, when playing with a good quarterback, will look like a better better guy. So yeah. I don't think Buffalo have to go out and rush and to to overpay for that spot. That's the beautiful thing about Josh Allen is when you have a mid-level guy, he makes that guy look good, and when you have a good guy, he makes that guy look great. Uh, I mean, we had I don't even know how many receivers now have have had their best year with Josh Allen at the helm, you know, throwing them the football. Uh, so, EJ, let me ask you, at the wide receiver position, let's say Cole Beasley is not there, right? We got Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and then, yeah, you know what I mean, we got Jay Kumaro, Isaiah Hodgins, that type of thing, right? Um, what is What do you think is going to happen with this roster in terms of where they're going to go with the wide receiver position? Do you think they, you know, go out and free agent and, and take a shot at maybe one of the – guys they might actually be able to afford or you know what i mean what what, what do you think uh brandon bean is looking for so i kind of played out a bunch of scenarios in my mind <clears throat> like i was the gym I, I tweeted out today that bean need to call me man and so me and him can talk about these moves he already listened to me on one move and it was a nice move now he can he need to keep that train going but i played a bunch of scenarios in my mind and and this is what i came up with so first thing is is that Jarvis Landry was just released by the Browns, right? And his salary also was $6 million. So would I like to have Jarvis Landry in the fold? Yes. Why? Because, number one, he can make tough catches. Number two, as I alluded to before, um, the Bills widely have a reputation for being soft in a finesse team. Jarvis would definitely add some of that, that nasty, some of that dog. I'm not saying the Bills don't have dogs. I'm just saying that Jarvis is a different type of dog. If you've watched Hard Knocks, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's a leader. He's a dog. Exactly. He's a dog. And and so, but the thing is, with everything in the NFL, it comes down to money. So is he going to play below $6 million? 
Is he going to play below $5 million? Is he going to play for 3 or $4 million? If he plays for a cheaper contract than what he was currently being paid, I'm all for the move. But I just don't see Landry doing that when, like Emmanuel alluded to again, we will have teams like Jacksonville that are overpaying for wide receivers. Right? So that was one scenario. The second scenario is, as you guys mentioned, Buffalo does not have huge holes. They don't have major holes on this roster at all. So why not <clears throat> wait to the draft and let some in a draft that's rich with wide receivers yeah. in a climate in, in, the, in the NFL today where wide receivers are coming out more ready to contribute now more than ever. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Gabe Davis, all these receivers that you find in not round one are able to contribute now. And they're what? Cost efficient. Cost efficient. So why not wait to the draft, draft a guy like Jahan Dotson from Penn State, slot guy who also, unlike Jarvis, gives you a deep threat and somebody that can win in contested catch situations. That will be the optimal move for the Bills to make and the Bills to give you some optimism as fans. They have elected to always go in the draft to take gambles on like really athletic guys. Dawson Knox, Tremaine Edmonds, Gabe Davis. They will take these risks on guys that are really athletic and who can develop into something down the line. So I would like to see that move. That is a scenario that I would like for them to wait, let one of these good wide receivers fall, even Burks. Everybody's been linking Jamison Williams. That is the scenario that I think they should go. So uh, before we move into the rest of the NFL, because there's a lot to talk about, like so many things have happened, but I did want to, you know, get you guys' opinion on the draft situation, right? EJ alluded to it a little bit. <clears throat> you mentioned Jahan Dotson, right? So is that a day one or a day two pick, in your opinion? See, that's that's tough because yeah. he has widely been put in the first round, but you know how funky and quirky the draft goes, and a lot of guys right. are supposed, mm-hmm. supposed to go in the first round could drop to the second and then you must be reading my mind because i just said on the previous show that the best move for the bills to make is to trade back trade out of the first round and again let one of these guys fall to you williams burks dotson even christian watson who's getting a lot of buzz let one of these guys fall to you plus accumulate more picks and then maybe you take two shots at it so that that is what would be like a slam dunk draft, you know, prospect for me. But you know, as far as where he should go, they've said they've been saying first or second round, so somewhere in that range. So before I'm, I, I do want to stick with you real quick, EJ, because I, I got a question for you uh, based mm-hmm. off of that. But I want to give some love to one of my favorite people, uh, Miss Don Keith, is in the ch- chat. Um, hey Don, hey Miss Don. I, I, I missed you, Don. I, it was a couple of weeks where you weren't here with us, but I appreciate you coming back. And my man Jake Jordan was supposed to be with us tonight. Unfortunately, Comcast is terrible, and he couldn't have his internet connection. Um, but it, it kinda, uh, he kind of—he was going exactly where I was going. Um, he he says, if Jameson Williams were to fall to twenty-five, would you take him now? Absolutely. So yeah. that was that was my question because you, slam dunk. You, you mentioned Jahan Dawson. I was going to ask you, Chris Olave, you know, Jameson Williams, Jahan Dawson. Who is your number one wide receiver? My number one wide receiver is Drake London. They right. comp Drake well, London. Yeah, but he's he's gonna be gone. Yeah, right. so that's my, yeah. Yeah. 
But you mean out of the you mean out of the guys that's not Drake London? Out of the guys that are <laughs> perceivably in the Bills range. Okay. Uh if I'm the Bills with Josh Allen's skill set, I would definitely shoot for Jamison Williams because he might be the fastest wide receiver in this draft, yep. I believe, off the top of my head. Um, it's the but for me, it's the route running, it's the routes, it's the suddenness that he plays with. And the Bills don't have currently have a, a young deep threat. Like they had Emmanuel Sanders last year, and for the first half of the year, he was filling that role. But the Bills need somebody young who has that speed, who has that route running capability. There has been a good track record with Alabama wide receivers. Yes. So why not? You know, why not take that risk? And again, let's go back to the beginning. The Bills don't have many holes on their rosters. They can afford to take a swing like this. Because mm-hmm. Jamison got hurt in the national championship game. He tore his ACL. But they can afford for him to sit back and chill. And then he'll be ready. And then they'll be bombs away with Josh Allen, man. Absolutely. Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm going to ask you the same question. But actually, I want to kind of twist it up a little bit, right? So Don mentioned uh, Traylon Burks, right? Kind of gives you that sort of similar to Debo Samuel Phil, right? And play running back, wide receiver, can do a whole lot of different things, fast, athletic, et cetera, right? Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, not asking you to say which one is your favorite, but I kind of want you to give me your opinion on on both what you think, you know, uh, could potentially, how they could potentially help the Bills. Anytime you get a, a guy who can play two positions or who can give you a Debo Samuel type feel, it's interesting. Um, but I agree with EJ, man. If you can get Jamison Williams at 25 with Josh Allen, I mean, that's a – that literally that, that – having somebody like him to take the top off the defense when you got Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox, it, it opens up that offense in a way that it, it, it kind of seems unfair. Because what happens for Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams comes in with very low expectation. He has to just come in and be himself come in be the fast guy take the uh, the top off the defense run a couple <laughs> run a couple go routes uh, josh, and josh can get you the ball and we got guys who who will eat in the middle of the field we got guys who can eat outside of the numbers we just need you to come be our deep threat and when you have a quarterback like josh allen who can throw the ball like josh allen that's beautiful and now jamison williams gets to sit back like and chill get his um get his a leg together yeah. And again, he might be. They was talking about he might run. A, he was might run a sub four three forty before he got. People was running was crazy numbers at the combine. They say he was he run four two something. They say he is he is that fast. And can you imagine that type of straight line speed with Josh Allen? I, I mean, that's it's, it's it, it would be that offense would be ridiculous if if, if James Williams comes in and just beats himself. So I, I think if he falls to number twenty five. They should be waiting. As soon as that pick away, they should be waiting to just hand the ticket off and say, we taking them. And, and oh my, I mean, it, it, it would be crazy, man. It would just be hopefully, a crazy Hopefully, it's just not a lineman, man. That's all I pray. It's just not a, it's not a defensive lineman. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I want to sign a guy. I don't like, I don't, you know, I, I feel like we drafted so many guys and none of them is kind, none of them have been like what we ex- expected, at least not off the bat. So, like, let's just get a guy who we know can do it. And then, you know, we can worry about developing people. Right. Um, so first of all, I do want to I want to <laughs> acknowledge um, to, to Bill's Mafia. I mean, was not a Bill's fan. So for him to be saying all of this is actually kind of new for me because he, I'm used to him roasting my team. OK, 
So <laughs> can I say this though? Listen, listen. Let's just be honest. For years, Bills have been very roastable. Just let's just be let's just be very honest about it. Bills was some boneheads for a long time in my life, but I, I'm objective about it. When Bills are good, they're good. And Brandon Bean has been being good. Josh Allen is a guy. He's a real guy. And you can't. No matter how much I hate the Bills, it's truly. Who can argue with the production they put on the field? You can't. You can't argue with that. If you argue with that, you really just a hater. And I, I'm not a hater. I just. I just don't like. I the respect Bills. it. I, res- I appreciate the honesty. Again, this is why I wanted to have you both on because you're both very honest. You both speak your mind. Um, so I appreciate I appreciate that perspective. Um, I, again, I kind of wanted to – what was it? Jameson Williams. Um, I totally forgot. All right. Uh, I guess we can move on, right? So uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers went crazy today. Um, so I – when I talked about – you know, the Chargers, it, I was kind of, you know, I don't, uh, I'll admit, I'm, I'm a little salty, you know, because everybody is, is always looking at Justin Herbert and people were like, oh, he's better than Josh Allen. And I'm like, oh, let's, let's relax, okay? You know, and all this other stuff. And and when people do that, I automatically get like a ton of vision on the quarterback. Defensive. Like, like Super yeah, defensive. Exactly. Defensive. I was roasting Baker for like a year and a half for no reason because people said he was better than Josh Allen, right? Um, so now that he's not, I find myself like roasting him and I'm like, why am I doing this still? You know what I mean? So um, uh, let's let's talk the Chargers, right? Or actually, we can talk about the entire AFC West really because it is stacked. I'm, I'm comfortable saying it's stacked now. Um, before I was looking at it like, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs. They're they're like undoubtedly the best team in that division, right? Um, and then I say the Broncos were a, a pretty good team without Russell Wilson. So if you add a you know a quarterback with his credentials, with his caliber, his championship um, pedigree, then I think that they're now a Super Bowl contender. You know, obviously we have to see how they look. You know, have to see how he looks with his new system, but. If I'm just basing it off of a franchise quarterback moving to a talented team in the recent years, we've seen it. They automatically become a Super Bowl contender, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, et cetera. Um, so then the Raiders, I actually put the Raiders above the Chargers, and I was comfortable with that up until, you know, today. <laughs> no, I mean, the Raiders beat the Chargers to go to the playoffs. The Chargers had yeah, the yes, opportunity to. Yes, but. We know so, why, though. No, I mean, hey, whatever yeah. you want to call it, that's the organization, and they blew it. <laughs> you calling timeouts for no reason? You blew it, okay? So they, so they split. Was, they split during the year. That, but and look one, what Justin one made, one made the playoffs and one didn't. So that was that was my reasoning, right? But now it's kind of like, I, yeah, I'm not even gonna argue on it because uh, I actually used this same argument the other day when they were trying to disrespect Carr. I'm like. Yeah, well, exactly. made the playoffs and Herbert didn't. So. Exactly. That was my thing too, right? But now, you know, you look at the moves they make, Khalil, Mack, uh, they, they, man, J.C. Jackson, like you kind of, they're way better than the Raiders got, now. They at this got point. dogs on there, man. Exactly. So uh, let me ask you this, EJ. What is the ranking in the AFC West at this point? Oh, man, that's tough, bro. Uh, <laughs> okay. I am a huge Russell Wilson fan. I believe he is a top five quarterback. Now, um, right now, if they had to play today, I believe due to the system that I think that they're going to run in Denver, I'm going to put them one. Chiefs two. 
like it's it. gonna be tough, man. That that division is gonna be tough. I guess Chargers three and and they they could potentially have four playoff teams come out of that division. That's yeah, what I'm predicting. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. predicting they're gonna have four playoff teams come out of that division. I can see that 100. percent I sure. can see that. What was uh? So you said Broncos won. What? So I mean, it, it kind of, what what makes the Broncos better than the Chiefs at this point? This is what this is my rationale. So I believe that they have enough firepower with Russell Westbrook to compete with Kansas City. You say why? Russell Wilson had the highest average depth of target in the NFL last year, over 10, meaning that every time he throws the ball, it's going to be at least for 10 yards. That's what statistics say. But you couple that with Jerry Judy. You couple that with Tim Patrick. You couple that with a great wide receiver who is underrated and a lot of people people know about Cortland Sutton. Great right receiver. Javante Williams, that solid running game. If Nathaniel yeah. Hackett is going to yeah. run that system that he had in Green Bay, it's probably going to be an outside zone type system, and I like that. They have a solid O-line, but the really crown jewel of it is that they have depth at cornerback, the Broncos do, at DB period. We got mm-hmm. Sertan, Darby, Fuller, Justin Simmons, who's arguably the best Simmons. safety in the league. Yep. Let's mm-hmm. say they draft a nice edge rusher. With the ninth overall pick, I well, believe that they, they got have. Chubb and and Von Miller wants but, but to come see, back. But Chubb can't stay healthy, and I'm not really counting on Chubb. He, he really can't, can't. But he's a great. You're right. He is a great pass rusher, but he can't stay healthy. He got to show me he can at least stay healthy for half the season. That's fair. But you're right. Von does want to come back, and if Von comes back, I like that defense even more. Yeah. If they draft a guy like, uh, like who do you even draft if you're the Broncos at this point? Like you. I mean, it's like the Bills almost in a way. Like you were really well tight end, I guess, because they lost no offense. But like you kind of are good almost everywhere. You know what I mean? But like, they they don't have any linebackers. Both their linebackers are getting ready to walk in free agency. So Alexander okay. Johnson's a free agent. Josie Jewell's a free agent, right? So they if they could be in a world where they could have Nicobe Dean drop to them, I would love that. Or if they can have another, who's another linebacker that's in this draft? That's pretty good. But the line, I know the linebacker class is real deep this year. Oh, uh, uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah. If they can get some guys like that to drop, like I really love it. Or pass rusher. I really, really love this team with Russ under center. Okay, so now, I okay. Tim Patrick, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, and a pretty good defense, right? You think that's better than Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Cheetah and Hardman and et cetera? The thing is, though, is that the Chiefs shown that when teams play that too high against them, yeah. that they gonna they gonna they had a they had issues adapting to that. Yeah. Right. So I can see more of that, more of that dink and dunk, make them work it up the field, make them be patient. You're not gonna get a hundred trunk plays a game. You're gonna have to methodically move this thing, and we sh- and it's been shown that when they do that, they they're not the same team. They beat Buffalo in 13 seconds, but it wasn't like they scraped Buffalo. It wasn't like they ran Buffalo over. You know what I mean? And that was on the Bills coaching staff, by the way. Everybody. Right, exactly. You can blame you know the defense I mean? like, if you want. That was on the coaching staff. And I and I just and like Jake Jordan just said, imagine if they had somebody like Bobby Wagner in the middle of their defense and the Kobe Dean and or Devin Lloyd. Like I love what the Broncos could potentially do and what they could become very, very quickly. So I mean the, the the Chiefs are no longer the best team in this division. And even the Chiefs had trouble with the Chargers too. They lost the first game. I believe they lost the first they game and won the second, the I believe. Second one. 
They should have right. lost so the second I, one too. So I mean, it's not and like actually, the Chiefs are running. Actually, they should have lost the game to the Broncos too because if you remember, um, who was it? Ingram or, or no? Yeah. Melvin Gordon was 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 running the ball, and then I think it was Noah Fan. Yeah, he totally let fumbled. Melvin Ingram yeah. come through and he blasted mm-hmm. him, fumbled, touchdown out of the way, game over. But if the Broncos score there, they they win that game. So I mean that I mean if you lose, and that's what Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Exactly, exactly. So now. I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable necessarily saying they're better than the Chiefs, but you have made me feel a little bit better about it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I mean, I need your rankings, and then I'm going to ask you guys a, a, a very tough question. Okay. So I think it's two answers. So I think Denver can definitely win a division. I still think Chiefs are the better team. Um, I think Chiefs have shown vulnerability in the regular season, and sometimes they just lack the days ago, and they just, you can tell sometimes they're just trying to get to the playoffs. So it's not inconceivable for Denver to win more games. All, you know, full discretion, when Peyton Manning was there, I was a huge Denver fan, so I've continued to follow them through. And Denver got boys, man. It's just Denver has a lot of talent on that roster. And we know in the NFL, when you get a guy at quarterback, people's, people's level of play raises. Russ is a level raiser. Jerry Judy is one of the best route runners in the league. He just need a guy to get him the ball. Cortland Sutton is a great. He just need a guy to get him the ball. Now, Russ, you know, Russ is Russ. Russ is the type of guy where you go into a game, you don't feel like you are lacking that quarterback. Russ should be able to look across from Josh, from Pat Mahomes, from all these guys and say, I'm just as good. And when you have a guy like that on your team, you should be walking in the game saying, we should, we, we can win these games. So it, it's not inconceivable that Denver wins more games in the regular season than the Chiefs. That's, I think that's, I, I mean, I think that's a fair bet. Um, I still think Chiefs are better because I just think Pat Mahomes is better. I think Pat Mahomes is a, is a dog. He's that guy. And when, you know, when a rubber meets the road, Patrick Mahomes is just going to make the play to win. That's my belief. Yeah. But if you tell me Denver win a division next year, I wouldn't be shocked because Russell Wilson is a guy. Javante Williams is a really good young running back. He, and when you have talent like this, we've seen it. When, they, when you drop Brady on a team with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Level raise. When you dropped Peyton Manning when he had DT and Decker and what level raises. He made he, he got uh Julius Thomas paid. Nobody knew who he was before Peyton got there. So when you get a guy at quarterback who can lay uh, raise the level of the talent around him, you can win games. And the defense is very, very good. Sertan is a really good cornerback. If Chubb ever decided to stay healthy. I mean, for the for the life of me, if he ever decided to stay healthy, he would be really good. Simmons, like y'all said, is arguably the best uh, safety in the league. It's talent over there, and if Nathaniel Hackett comes and, and put and instills the right system, and Russ, Russ, you know, Russ is going to make those off script plays. He's going to escape those pockets. He's going to extend plays. And if Russ can be Russ with this talent, how does he make a win this division? I, I think it's no doubt. But my ranking would be um, as far as who, who I think the better teams are. I think. Chiefs one, Broncos two, Chargers three, Raiders four. Um, I love what the Chargers have done. And, and I to love piggyback, what the Chargers done. and to piggyback off your point that I didn't mention when I on my little soliloquy, but I'm gonna take it there is that the Chiefs have the coaching advantage. They got Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, who are some of the best schemer play callers, yeah. halftime adjusters. Nathaniel Hackett is a rookie court, a rookie coach. That yeah. matters at this yeah. level. Rookie coaching matters going up against that. You see what Andy Reid has been able to do against Sean McDermott? You know what I mean? Just take that as a small example. Like, coaching matters in this. So that will definitely be the contributing factor. Uh, then you got Brandon Staley, who's a great coach too. But, you know, 
People question those great. fourth down decisions. I don't know about great. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. He's a good coach. I don't know about yeah. great. He's a good okay, coach. you're right. He's not a great coach, but he's a really good coach. Yeah. You know, and we'll see how aggressive he is this year because that could play a factor into who does and doesn't get into the yeah. playoffs or who does and doesn't win a division. Absolutely. So, um, all right, we're going to bring it back to the Bills just, just for a little bit, right? Do you guys – I'm going to start with – I mean, because I want both of you guys to answer, so I'm going to start with Emmanuel and then EJ. Do you guys think that this AFC West arms race is a good thing for Buffalo? <laughs> oh, oh you saying what well, like they had to take each other out before they get to Buffalo type? I mean, it depends on perspective. How you look at it? I mean, I, first off, for me, as a as a competitor, anytime competition gets good, I'm get excited because that means good football. Um, so you know, for that, cool. But again, I, I, I'm gonna keep repeating myself because I think it goes off me and said. When you're a Buffalo and your quarterback is Josh Allen, it don't matter. You walk into games with the idea we can beat anyone. I think when you have a guy like that, when you have Mahomes and Allen and Lamar and Russ, when you have guys like that, you don't get caught up in what's happening around you because all you're saying is if we keep the right talent around this guy, we can beat all of them. So I think Buffalo should feel confident, no matter who comes in the AFC, that Josh Allen is our gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper for all we do here. And if we have him and he's healthy and upright, we can beat the Chiefs because we almost did it this year. We can beat Denver. We can beat whoever comes because we got we got a guy. So I, I mean, I think Buffalo has a has arrived at the place where it don't even matter for them. Like I, something how the Chiefs people view the Chiefs, it don't even matter who comes into the division or who comes into the we we got a guy. And for, to beat us, that guy has to have an off day because if that guy is clicking on all cylinders, we're really really hard to beat. The only way we get beat is if you got a guy on the other side. And I just think that's how Bill should operate moving forward because Josh Allen is a dog. And when you got a dog, you move different. I, I do think the Bills are, are comfortable in, like, where they are and their ability to win a championship specifically because of Emmanuel's point. They have Josh Allen, right? They have Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott. Like, that, that's that's one hell of a trio, right? Um, but when I, when I say that, I mean, like, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to face – some defenses, right? He's gonna have to now. He's gonna have to see Khalil Mack and Bosa, and you know potentially Chubb and Miller or, or somebody else. You know if they get Chandler Jones, whatever. We'll see what happens. They also gonna have to deal with Max Crosby and Ryan Nassib, right? So like, uh, and then you know Russell Wilson, vice versa, etc. So these quarterbacks are gonna have to face some real challenges, right? Uh, you know defensively, and then they're also gonna have to go up against a top 10 to 12 quarterback, you know, six games out of the, the 17 they play, you know? So that's, that's kind of why I asked this question. How, how do you feel about it, EJ? Um, to answer the first part of your question, um, Buffalo only plays one team out of the AFC West this year, and that's Kansas City. So, I mean, realistically, they won't see any of those. No, no. I mean, like, like in the playoffs type, you know what I mean? Like, oh, in going the into, playoffs. They, okay. you know, these guys are beat up a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that gives oh. them an advantage? Well, you you know the teams that Buffalo struggle with are teams that can run the ball down their throat. And yes, teams that, you know, have quarterbacks that, can, that are agile. Um, Denver, I can see definitely giving them some issues if they went up against Denver. Uh, we've seen what Herbert – and a Josh Allen going head-to-head. We've seen what that looks like. <clears throat> and Herbert kind of held his own. Honestly, I believe they, the Bills uh, edged that game out, if I remember correctly how it went. Because I remember that was Trey White's best game of his of his season that year when they played the Chargers. 
Chargers. when the Bills played the Chargers. I remember Trey White had the best game of, of that season because I remember he locked well, last year? up. Or not this past season, but the last season? Last season. That's the last okay, time they yeah. played the Chargers. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Justin Herbert. So they went toe-to-toe with Buffalo, but only yeah, yeah. ultimately Buffalo, you know, pulled it out. But I could see them having another shootout-type game because those would be two offenses going at it, you know, head-to-head. And as far as the Raiders, the Raiders have not been able to beat the Bills. Uh, we seen what happened when Stephon Diggs' his first year in Buffalo. He kind of went crazy against, you know, uh, the Raiders. And the Raiders really haven't done anything besides add Max Crosby, who is a great passer, and Yannick Ngakwe, you know, besides add those two great pass rushers. But I would like to say – I don't think – I would take Buffalo over the Raiders. <clears throat> and then as far as Kansas City – we know it's just going to be a shootout every time. You know, they lost at 13 seconds, bro. It's not like these two teams are far apart from each other. They're carbon copies of each other. And, you know, when they go at it, they go at it hard, bro. And it's going to be a lot of points scored. So it's just like a flip of a coin, literally, who will win that game between Buffalo and Kansas City. So if they had to see one of these four teams in the playoffs, it's going to be a good game either way, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree 100%. That would be a, a, a good game. Um, I, I want to send a shout out to my boy Brian over at Breaking Tables. This was the last time they played the Chargers before last season, I think. So uh, they did play the Chargers when the Chargers had Justin Herbert, uh, his rookie season. So that, that's what EJ is alluding to, Brian. Um, Stop now, bringing up Nathan Peterman, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> brought up on no podcast or no platform. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it ain't the Peter, man. That's going to live forever and infamy. But um, right now, we're going to go ahead and get into one of my favorite segments uh, from, from one of my good friends, uh, Vince Taylor. Uh, you know, he he was someone who used to have a, a, a podcast on the network that I worked with, and um, he is no longer podcasting because he got an amazing opportunity to go back to school, and uh, he took advantage of it. So shout out to Vince. And um, I, so I, I wanted to incorporate him because I think he's a brilliant football mind. So I, I made this segment called What Does Vince Think? So we're going to uh, see what Vince thinks. So give me one moment. It's, it's loading. <laughs> there we go. Congratulations, my friend. It couldn't happen to. Okay, I accidentally removed it. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting used to this your personality and who you are as a person. So everybody that I know that is familiar with Justice General is super happy for you and getting this new opportunity. And and I know that I'm speaking for a lot of people, um, but I'm glad to be associated with you. You've been really good to me. But let's get to the questions at hand. I know we want to talk about the trades that have went down recently in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with the Russell Wilson trade. You know how I feel about Russell Wilson. I have felt I've very sternly and with a full chest come out said Russell Wilson has been a top five QB in this league. Maybe he wasn't that last year. It was kind of an odd year for him. It was not his normal year. You've heard some people saying that he's taking his foot off the gas and whatever's going on running the ball between him and Pete Carroll. I don't know, just a bunch of weird stuff. But he had talent. He had Tyler Lockett. He had DK Metcalf. He can still put the ball in the air. He's got a strong arm but going to the broncos in that now loaded afc west with patrick mahomes and justin herbert and now him 
I feel like this is sort of a reclamation project to some extent. I know that sounds weird, but they're hoping to get the best out of Wilson. And maybe a change in scenery is what is best for everybody. But they gave up a lot to get him. Uh, two first, two seconds, and a fifth. And they're getting some players back in the deal, but that don't really amount to anything. Uh, you have to like this deal for the Broncos. Everybody wants their franchise quarterback, and the Broncos have theirs. Well, Seattle's going to be searching for those, maybe taking a swing on somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitch Trubisky, or I don't know what they're going to do. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think this moves a needle for me enough. Now, they're definitely better. Russell Wilson is better than everything that they had. But I don't think it moves the needle enough for me, despite that offensive cast he's going to have around him. I'm still not putting the Broncos above the Chiefs or the Chargers. And speaking of the Chargers, getting Khalil Mack for a second and a sixth, of course, they're taking on all his remaining salary because they have the room to do that. I kind of felt like the Chargers have been sleeping giants for the last few years. And this feels like a move that can shake things up in, in Mac and Bosa. And you got Justin Herbert, who we know is just amazing. He's got every bit the same arm strength that Josh Allen does. Maybe not the same athleticism, but this feels like a year that they're ready to bust out and kind of meet some expectations after being a, a sleeping lion, kind of underperforming and underwhelming the last few years. I predict a big year for the Chargers, and uh, I'm going to put them right there with the Bills and the Chiefs. I think the good news here is the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Broncos are all just going to be sitting back and beating at each other for however many games a year they play between each other while we get six games against Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa and Absolutely. Zach Wilson. So you have to like the Bills' chances there. And last but not least, the last trade we're going to talk about is the Amari Cooper trade because the Browns basically got him for nothing because they can take on some cap space uh, basically for a fifth round pick and a flip of six round picks. That is nothing. But the bigger story here is how the Browns might feel about Baker Mayfield. I have been a Baker Mayfield supporter. I've never thought he was elite. I thought he was good enough. Last year I was very high in the Browns and they kind of let everybody down. We heard about the phantom injury that I have a little bit of skepticism about with Baker and of course the fight with OBJ there is no more excuses after this if they you know they're checking in on guys like Deshaun Watson but if they stick with him for one more year there is no more excuses we'll know exactly who Baker Mayfield is there shouldn't be anybody out there looking to try to glean a little bit more uh, talent we'll figure out what he is he's a low-end starter from what it looks like right now maybe a very good backup but getting him to go with Amari Cooper and Jarvis Landy's not really a number one. They needed a number one. Still, they have that good offensive line. They have that good running. They have those, both of those great tight ends. So no more excuses for Baker Mayfield. And honestly, as much as I might like Amari Cooper, I didn't necessarily want him to see him come to the Bills. Not on that salary, at least. I recognize the talent, and I know what it looks like to have him on the other side of Stephon Dix, but I just think that salary could be used better uh, and more efficiently, perhaps getting that second tight end, perhaps spending it on a second corner, perhaps spending it on a pass rusher. I think the difference between Amari Cooper and what Gabe Davis can become is not going to be worth, you know, $16 million or whatever the difference is in salary 
I don't think at the end of the year the difference is going to be there. So I'm I'm happy for the Browns to make that trade and, and not the Bills. Uh, still looking for Brandon Bean to make a splash, and I think he will. I don't know what it will be because he's smarter than I am, like most people are. That's it. And thank you once again, Justice, for trying to include me in your work. I'm very proud to be associated with you, and congratulations. Thank you so much, uh, Vince Taylor. Uh, that's what Vince thinks. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, Vince is my guy. Um, thank you for uh, you know giving us your thoughts again, Vince. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what Vince thinks. <laughs> uh, so, I want to ask you guys because I, I feel like, especially with like you know uh, Devonte Adams being franchise tag, and he's like, I'm not playing on the franchise tag, so that's not happening. Sure. And I and, it, and I don't know how the hell the Packers are going to pay him when you got Christian Kirk getting 18 million dollars a year. So. I, I mentioned earlier, I said it kind of feels like the NFC at this point is just seeing who's going to lose in the Super Bowl to an AFC team, right? So uh, it's kind of almost counterproductive for me to even ask about the NFC at this point. So <laughs> I want to, first of all, I want to see, I want to ask you guys, who do you guys think in the AFC, which teams have a legitimate shot at being the number one overall seed? So the Tennessee Titans were the number one overall seed this past year. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming, but they were. So maybe I don't know if you guys still think that they have another shot to do it. Maybe the Colts or I don't know who you guys think. So I'm going to start with uh, EJ and then we'll go on Manuel. Uh, I want to know who, how many teams you think are, are, you know, competitors for the number one seed. Well, we know it certainly ain't going to be the Colts with their current quarterback situation. I know it ain't going to be them. <laughs> Um, if I am okay, so FanDuel Sportsbook has the Bills as the betting favorite to be the number one seed out of the AFC to Which win the happened AFC after Russell Wilson went to Denver, right? So they're the yeah. betting favorite. Um, if I am betting my money on who's going to be the number one seed, so this is going to contradict myself to what I previously said, but I think the Chargers are probably going to be the number one seed. No, no, I no. Think, oh, how many teams in the AFC have a have an opportunity to be the number oh, one seed? So, I mean, well, we I was going to ask that question yeah. next, but now we know your answer. So, yeah. So, <laughs> maybe like I say, like, oh, it's maybe like six or seven teams because you got wow. okay. Chargers, Broncos, uh, Chiefs, obviously, Bills, you got um, Ravens still, and then you got the, the, uh, the, the Bengals. That's what six or seven, right? And, and I wouldn't be surprised. Not saying it's gonna happen. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots, like if they were number one seed too. I wouldn't even be surprised if they won the number one seed. So that's about seven teams that have a realistic shot, you know, at being the top seed in the AFC. But to answer your second question, if I had to put money down, like uh, if I'm betting, I'd probably bet the Chargers. I feel like that's safe money right now. Chargers loading up, man. So I, I mean, I, I can't even be mad at that. Um, that it, it, it's a totally new defense from what it was yesterday, like brand new. Um, so like you are, you got two, three star players, and that would typically be enough for a defense. Now you adding two or three star players on top of what you already had in Derwin James and Joey Bosa. So clearly they they you know are, are working with some special. And they address some of that is some of those issues that they had last year. They could not stop the run to save their life, but you add a guy 
like Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams, who is a one of the best run stuffers in the league. And then you add a guy when healthy, like Khalil Mack, who can set the edge and be solid. Like I, I like what they yeah, I like what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like maybe they still draft Jordan Davis if he falls to them, and then they just get even crazier oh when it comes God, to stopping the run. But right, but like they have a lot of options that they can do in the draft now. So Chargers, like you said, they go, they're gearing up and they their moves have they scare me. Like if I'm a Buffalo fan, I would be scared of the Chargers. Yeah, yesterday I wasn't. Today I ain't gonna right. Exactly. Emmanuel, who uh how many teams do you think have a legitimate yeah. opportunity? I think I, I think all those teams you said, I think those are obvious. I mean, I think um AFC is loaded top to bottom. Um, you know, if you know it's interesting, I, I I was looking at the AFC today and um and I was just thinking about, you know, because winning the winning the number one C is really just about who gonna you know schedule who gonna take game series, who gonna play hard. And you know, when you look at stuff like that, I don't like Chiefs might be one of the more talented teams, but sometimes Chiefs just take their foot off the gas during the regular season. Yeah. Um if if it's if, if I had to decide today, um I, I would probably pick the Ravens. I, I like Baltimore. I like Baltimore. I think Baltimore got hit with the craziest injury bug of all time last year. Um I think that's it was it's, I mean it was just nuts how I mean it was just nuts. So, you know, if I had to pick that, I, I love Baltimore. I think, um, you know, Lamar coming back, you know, he got all the rumors of the contract stuff. And he, I just, I think Lamar going to come back and ball out. And I, I just, I just like Baltimore. I think Baltimore has a unique, a unique style, uh, how they play. And I just think, I think they can, you know, squeak out and be the number one seed. But yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of teams came out to be number one seed. I would be shocked if the Patriots did. That would be shocking to me. Um, I think the I think for I'm me pissed. though, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I think I think the better favorite should be Buffalo though, because Buffalo the division Buffalo was in, they should feel that should be a feel like an easy six win. They should feel like they that they can beat everybody in their division. They only playing the Chiefs, so I think Buffalo probably got the best shot at doing it. My pick would be the Ravens, um, but yeah, the AFC is loaded. Anybody, if you told me any of those seven teams um, that EJ name was the number one seed, they wouldn't be like oh, what. Now, if a team like the Colts or some crazy like the Browns or something get get the number one seed, it's like gonna be shocking as heck. Um, but anybody else, you know, that we named, I think would be, uh, you know, it just would be apropos. Um, I, I, I'm rolling with the Ravens, but I think the Ravens gonna speak out the number one seed this year. The Browns' fall from grace has been hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it's been absolutely hilarious. It, like they started off last season busting the Chiefs, like. <laughs> like bad, and then they lost that game, and I was like, "Wow!" But even well, after that game, I was like, "Oh, okay, they, they probably good." You know, then they ran off a couple, and then it just went downhill. What was you about to say? They, they got hit with an injury bug too. Baker got hurt, bro, mm-hmm. and that's really what it was. Baker should have sat his behind out because he cost his team games, obviously, and cost himself money. And now you got millions of people questioning whether he the guy. And that's really what stopped him. I mean, he had a torn labrum, bro. He tore his whole shoulder. I don't understand. No, well, you was not going to get no more points for playing through that. All you got was people saying how trash you are now. You know, and that was really the big thing with the Browns. They have a running game. They have those tight ends. They still need to get more wide receivers because they don't have a guy who can just dominate. They do now. Amari Cooper. Yeah, I was just about to say, they do now. But the last year, speaking of last year, like they just didn't have a guy. They had the least amount of catches among wide receivers in the NFL. Exactly. Like that—that's not gonna cut it. It was a minute. It was like halfway through the season or something before a wide receiver had a touchdown catch or something. Right. Like yeah. So, I mean, I 
kind of got asked now. Do you, do you think Baker's a guy? Because I didn't know he was injured. Yeah, he yeah. Remember he he kept trying to play through that shoulder. Oh, yeah, he got yeah, he got he was getting murdered. Yeah, he. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, and they I kept was, trying to. They kept I wasn't trying to giving Baker none of the benefits. Nah, <laughs> like, like Baker was, yeah, Baker was he was hurt because he hurt his he hurt his shoulder. Then he I believe he hurt his ankle too, and he played through all that. Okay. But to answer your question, this is the thing with Baker. I'm going on a Browns podcast on Wednesday, so I'm kind of priming myself up, but. You know that you have to add the requisite pieces around him. We know that he's not a Josh Allen, he's not a Lamar, not a Kyler. He's not a, he's not a he's not a guy that can create off script. When he does, it's tragic, bro. It is horribly tragic. Stefanski is a good coach. The system that he's in is a great system, right? So we know that Baker has a ceiling in himself, like talent wise. He's only going to take it to the fire. You probably can't win a Super Bowl with Baker due to the other quarterbacks that's in the AFC and NFC. He's not Brady. He's not any, a guy, he's not Rodgers. He's not any of those guys. And then the, he's just don't have the talent for it. So if you're asking me, can the Browns win games with him? Yes. But the better question is, can the Browns win a Super Bowl with him? And no, because I don't see him competing in a game like what Josh Allen and Mahomes had. Yeah. I don't think he can compete in a game like that. Where he has to be perfect, I don't see him competing in a game like that. That's fair because that yeah. game was legendary. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree, EJ. I think the, the issue with Baker is we all know what Baker's ceiling is. It's, it's apparent. Um, but the crazy thing is they have the right system to mask his his issue. They have a dominant offensive line and a dominant run game. Baker just has to not mess up. And sometimes when they put the ball in his hands, he just messes up. Because when you, you you got Chubb, you got Kareem Hunt back here, you got a good offensive line. If you feed them boys and just Baker got to make a couple of throws a game and and not turn the ball over because that's that. But that's his ceiling. But you know he's the number one pick, and Baker's ego sometimes forces him to do things that he just shouldn't do. You know, one of the things that people have to have, especially when you play quarterback, is self awareness. You got to know what you're good at and what you're not. And sometimes Baker gets outside of himself trying to make plays that he just can't make. You know what I'm saying? But the offense is geared towards masking those holes. We're not going to over – you're not going to come and throw the ball 40 times. We're going to run the ball. Just come out. Don't turn the ball over. Make the throws on script when you got to make them. And Baker has struggled to do that. So we're going to see. Amari Cooper is interesting. He got in Joku. He got Austin Hooper. We see, I mean, he still got those backs back there. We'll see if they add another receiver because they need to. Um, but at this point, you know – Baker is who Baker is. You know, I don't think he won the Super Bowl neither. And I wouldn't be – I mean, I, I was watching the um, ESPN today, and they were saying that Browns are looking at a Deshaun Watson. Did. Exactly. They, I was they, just they, about to say that, yeah. They, they sniffing around Deshaun, which they should. Baker is, is not a guy where you shouldn't be looking to upgrade. If they can get Deshaun, that changes a lot. Like, that changes a lot. Well, and that, so, if, that, yeah, that changes a lot. So, Baker was, is ba- Baker's who Baker is. That was literally my next question is where does Deshaun land? So where do you think he might land, I mean? I think he ends up in New Orleans. Um, I think he ends up in New Orleans. I think he, he is going to come down to the Panthers and the Saints. I think he's going to look at the Panthers and the rumors of them sh- um, shopping McCaffrey. It's not going to, you know, Panthers got, you know, DJ Moore is good. Bobby Anderson is good. Um, but, you know, when you look at the Saints, you, you got Kamara, you got Michael Thomas. Um, and, you know, again, I think Deshaun is just – He's just going to be happy to play. <laughs> Reality, he's just going to be happy to play. 
Um, and I think he's he going to look at the Saints as a better opportunity to win. Um, and so I think he ends up in New Orleans. Where I hope he goes, I hope he ends up in Cleveland. I like, I just, I hope he ends up in Cleveland. I think that'll just be fun for the league. Um, but the NFC does need some quarterback help. So um, I, I think he ends up in New Orleans when it's all said and done. Right. I mean, I, I, New Orleans would, I think they'd be pretty decent with Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to lie. I think with, well, no, never mind, because Brady's back. <laughs> EJ, where, where, where do you think uh, Watson ends up? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, based on the reports, it seems like it's going to be the Saints. That's what it seems like. Um, my heart, what I believe is going to happen is that the Eagles are going to come swoop in in the 11th hour and Ooh, offer the house and that's give them – because it's a better situation. Now, I it know is. he want to play in the Saints. He's already had meetings with him. But why would you go to the Saints when they're negative $72 million in uh, under the cap – over the cap, excuse me. I don't understand why he would do that. Why would you go to a team that don't have – you know, requisite pieces for you to compete on offense. They got a good defense, but since they're 72 million over, they have to give up assets, bro. They're going to have to give up Davenport. Uh, maybe they're going to have to give up Marshall Lattimore, who signed a new contract. I believe it was last offseason. They're going to mm-hmm. have to give up these, 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 uh, Cam Jordan too. Like they're going to have to give up some pieces. Why would I want to go? And then on top of that, why would I want to be coached by, uh, who is their new coach? Um, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. Why would I want to be coached by him? Like he's not Sean Payton. If, if Sean Payton was still there, right, it would yeah. be no question. Then I would understand. Okay, yeah, that's why. But I don't understand this reasoning as to why he wants to go to um to the Saints. You know what I mean? They got Kamara. They got Michael Thomas, who hasn't been healthy. Okay, I can see mm-hmm. that from a from some pieces perspective. But I don't think that's still enough for them to beat. Even if they had Deshaun, I don't think they can still beat the Bucks. Why not go to the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Number one, easier division. Yep. Way more talent. You got Devontae Smith. You got Dallas Goddard. You got two solid. They have a solid running game. The Eagles had the number one rushing attack in the league last year. Like, it's a way better situation. That's what I think. And the Eagles have the capital to do so. So I just think the Eagles are going to swoop in in the third, in the 11th hour and get them. But the reports are leaning the Saints, but my heart is saying Eagles. I think the Eagles got a little bit of catch face too, don't they? Yes, they got everything to go up and get him if they want to. Well, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't think the Saints really make sense. So when I was hearing that, I was kind of confused, but you know, whatever. This is life, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. Hey, I mean, and Deshaun uh, just want to throw the football. Bro. Yeah, clearly, because I mean, he's been making bad decisions a lot lately. Um, uh, I'm not even going to touch on the Deshaun Watson thing. That's, bro, bro that's don't listen. Y'all saw my Twitter. I was in it all all two days ago, bro. I, I'm done talking about yeah. the Deshaun situation, yeah, man. It's messy. Um, yeah. and it's, it's so it's so divisive. It's so yeah. It is. Yeah, it's um, So we, we talked about how stat the A is right. And we know what the NFC looks like. Obviously, the Rams went and they won it last year. Thank goodness, because I'd have been tight if the Bengals won. Um, the Rams, I mean, OBJ looks like he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. Um, Aaron Donald's probably going to retire because they're not bringing that dream team back. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not happening. Um, who? So is, is the Buccaneers just the foregone conclusion to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC now that Brady's back? Well, first of all, Aaron Donald has been working out and they're working on a contract extension. That's first of all. 
Aaron Donald is always going to be working out. Hey, at least he's staying in shape. That does not mean he's going to retire. If I'm about to retire, I'm not going to be staying in shape. It's just like kind of productive. Nah. Oh, no. And then secondly, (laughs) the Rams are a team that relies on the system. They happen to get a quarterback that can elevate that system, which you see, you know, right? They you see what that what that does. They went from Jared Goff to to uh, Matthew Stafford, and it was enough to get them over the hump and win a Super Bowl. So they will always be in the mix. Matthew Stafford has always been a solid quarterback, always. But now he has the coaching that goes behind you, and I just alluded to that coaching on this level matters. They still have Cooper Cup. They still have a solid defense, still have Jalen Ramsey. You're right. It is a question mark whether or not Aaron Donald is coming back. But everything I have been reading from the Rams wire is that it points to Aaron Donald coming back with a new contract. So if Aaron Donald comes back, the Bucs are not the favorite to win the AFC East. The Bucs have not beat the Rams the past two years, past two seasons. So I'm just – I don't. it's not a foregone con- conclusion that just because Brady came back, they're automatically better than the Rams. So, excuse me. The the Bucks are gonna have to come out and show that they're still that same team. They're trying to retool and get everybody back and make this Jordan '98 Bulls type run. But like I said, they're gonna have to sit there and deal with the Rams, bro. It's not just like they're gonna walk all over the NFC, bro. But and then on top of that, it, who's to say that they're better than the Packers too? So I mean, I mean, Packers without Devontae Adams, they better than them. Listen, man, <laughs> they're gonna get that situation together. Twenty you think million dollars. So? I be- I believe so. This would be I told Jay Spence the King. I said if they let Devontae go, shout out to Jay Spence. Yes, sir. My boy. I said if they let Devontae Adams go, that would be one of the biggest blunders in NFL history. You got oh the, the Packers, the Packers have almost arguably three players that's number one at their position. Bakhtiari, obviously Aaron Rodgers, and then Devontae. And you there's can also no say way Jair Alexander, too. You can throw Jair in there, but you know Bill's mouth is gonna kill me, so I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah, that. You better shut up. Right, right. <laughs> so, so I mean, you can't let that much talent, which as much as how, which as much value as wide receivers bring to teams these days, there's no way you can let him walk out the door. Not two guys that's number one at their positions. There's no way you can let that walk out. I don't care what you gotta do, but you gotta get him back in the building. If he ain't playing on a franchise tag, you're gonna have to break the bank. I just don't understand. Yeah, they go exactly. I don't understand paying your linebacker before you paying your stud wide receiver. So hey, that's what the that's what the Cowboys did a couple of years ago. You see what that's gonna happen. Yeah, so Absolutely hey, nuts. Hey. Nuts. Uh, what, what what you thinking? I mean, well, you think uh you think the Yo, Buccaneers look, is the team to beat? No, the the Rams should feel like they are they just won a Super Bowl, bro. Like right. they the Rams should be the favorite in the like they're the, the Sean McVay. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup is still there. Jalen Ramsey is still there. Uh, they they talk about Bobby Woods to be back. They talk about bringing Odell back. The Rams should be the favorite because they just won the Super Bowl. Bucks are interesting. I think the Bucks are interesting, but bro, Tom Brady, forty five years old. At some point, like he's forty five years old, man. It's like I don't know. Like I, I just I, I'm not gonna let him come back and just now he did a favorite. No, and the, and then the issue with the Packers is. Even with Devontae, when Aaron Rodgers get in big games in the playoffs, uh, he looked like James Harden out there. I, I, was like, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't know what happens. That's to a Aaron great compa- That's a great comparison, bro. That's a great comparison. He look like he just he get nervous or something. It's crazy to me. So the Rams should feel like they are the best team because as much as it, whatever issues you have with the Rams, 
They they just overcame those issues to win a bowl. Brady has to come back. The Buccaneers have to get themselves together. You've already heard his beef between Brady and Bruce Arians. So it's like little things going on with the Bucs that we got to figure out. Packers have dominant regular seasons, but get to the playoffs and choke every year. So if Packers come out and, and have a dominant regular season again, it doesn't mean anything because they did that the past two years and got to the playoffs and lost. So Rams with Matt Stafford, with Cooper Cup, with everybody they got coming back, if Aaron Donald comes back, Rams should, see, should look at themselves and say we're the favorite. Because really, it's, it comes down to those three teams because nobody else is really even competing with, with those three. Uh, you know, right. so Rams. If you uh, Rams are the, if, Rams the guy. If you think about it, like I do like the Niners roster, but the the Niners, I I don't know what they're doing at quarterback, and that's the only reason that's I didn't problem, mention them. Yeah. Like Trey Lance didn't really uh, scream like, "Oh, I'm going to be the next franchise guy," in a little bit of starts that he had. And then they're getting they're getting ready to move off Jimmy G, trade him, whatever they're gonna do. Yeah, he's gone. And even with After Jimmy G, last playoff, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't. I, I like it. Like if you look at the San Francisco's roster, top to bottom, they have like a top five roster in the NFL. Yeah, they but have as very been, loaded. If, as I may have been saying this whole time, if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing in this NFL. So I so I can't it's over. Yeah, yeah I, I can't over. in good faith put them in you know a top eight NFC contenders list right now. Now, if San Fran was a Deshaun destination, they get interested. There, yes, that would be oh, no, great. No, 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 no. Please don't let that happen. Yeah, they get interested. <laughs> I mean, well, they, they would have to trade a lot Deshaun to get him. Deshaun ends so. up in San Francisco, like Brady was. They get interested because you drop a talented quarterback on that roster with Debo, with Kittle, with all them dogs they got on defense. San Fran gets very interested, but with Trey Lance, he's just too much of a variable to put them in anything. See, yeah. I, I kind of disagree with y'all. I feel like if, if, if Sean, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, Shanahan, why am I blanking on his first name right now? Kyle, Kyle. Shanahan. If Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan is the most brilliant offensive mind in football. Okay. So if I'm looking at him and he takes Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl, I'm like, he could take a second year Trey Lance to the playoffs and maybe make a small little run until Trey Lance develops into a, you know, the quarterback who he's going to be. But I think, I think he can do at least what Jimmy Garoppolo can do, maybe with a little less expertise. And then you also add in the added mobility that adds a brand new, you know, uh, you know, uh, aspect to your offense i think kyle shanahan is going to know what to do with that so i think they're going to be dangerous regardless to be honest with you you, you know we all agree that that all that roster is absolutely nuts so i, I do think kyle shanahan is, is going to be able to make the most out of trey lance uh and, and that's my personal opinion would you would you feel good about trey lance going into a playoff game against brady or Stafford? absolutely not absolutely not that's no, the, and that's what it comes down to though that's exactly yeah, what it comes down to i don't feel great about it there is going to be a point where he gonna have to make throws and he has not shown me anything that he can. He that he hasn't shown me that I can make these throws. He's shown me in college that he's able to protect the football. That was the biggest thing coming out. He didn't really turn the ball over like that when he was at North Dakota State. But this is the NFL. And he has not shown me that he can push the ball down the field effectively. He has not shown that he can run that system effectively. That system, as everyone says in the NFL, is one of the most complex systems in the NFL. Yeah. And obviously he still hasn't got to a place – where they feel like he's ready to start. So I, I don't feel confident with him going against Stafford or Brady or Rodgers for that matter. Me neither. And in fairness to him, he was a rookie. The only reason I say this is because if San Francisco run off 11 Justin wins, Herbert was a rookie too. Justin Herbert was a rookie. 
Come on, come uh, on. That's not, you, you can't, you can't Justin say you, a, you can't give me one of the best rookies of all time and, and tell me another guy's trash. Because hey, he was drafted. He was drafted actually higher than Justin Herbert. I, I don't want to he hear a, no excuses. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna say he has a higher ceiling, but I think he his ceiling is is maybe a little bit less. I think he's up there. So the re, the only reason I say this is because I think if 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 I'm if I'm like a, a Trey Lance believer or whatever, and he you know wins 11 games and maybe he doesn't look the best, I think you know that confidence would be a boost to maybe you know be proactive going forward to be a good quarterback to the point where Sean McDermott could lead him. So, so again, because I think he is way more talented than Jimmy G. If he can put it together and and Kyle Shanahan has put Jimmy G in a Super Bowl, I think he could do some make some do do some damage with Trey Lance. Maybe not this year, but I think eventually it can happen. So um but before we get into to final thoughts, I wanna I wanna ask y'all it kind of just you know, whatever y'all could say whatever uh y'all want to is kind of like a, a free thing, right? Take a free agent who has not signed anywhere yet. And we, we've been on here for roughly an hour, and today is legal tampering. So for all we know, they probably have signed. But <laughs> um, take a free agent who has not signed yet, and I want you to tell me where they sh- where you want them to go, where you think they should go. Okay? So uh, start off with Imangle. A free agent that has not signed yet, where you think they should go? I think Chandler Jones should go to Denver. I think Chandler. Bro, what is wrong with you, bro? This is a Bill show. Stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's your job. That's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, Jones, he, he said a couple of days ago that you know he, he made all the money he can. He really wanted to compete, and we see every offseason when that team kind of becomes the it team. We've seen it with the Buccaneers. We've seen it with the Rams. You go get you a guy who can come in and just be that veteran. President Von Miller just did it with the Rams. He, they traded for him. He became that veteran president, showed him in the playoffs. Yeah. I think Chandler Jones and Bobby Wagner, for that matter, going to Denver makes Denver, it just puts them over the top. And it makes nah. football fun to watch for me. If they so get Chandler Jones and Bobby Wagner, I'm not watching football this year. Yeah, I'm, I, I want Chandler Jones to go to Denver. That's that's what I want. Because, again, I'm a closet Denver fan because I was Peyton Manning last team. Peyton's my guy. Yeah, so man. seeing Denver succeed is always good for me. So, Chandler Jones to Denver for me would be would be the move I want to see. You bugging right now, but I respect it. It's cool. EJ, what you got? Well, this has been one of my favorite players for the past couple years. Um, but I would really love to see my guy Allen Robinson go to a place where he has a competent quarterback. Now, the <laughs> only destinations that are left that can give him the compensation that he deserves is Indy. But they don't have a quarterback. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's that's really my only move is that I would like to see um Allen Robinson go to either the Browns or the Colts. I don't think Baker's a top 15 quarterback, but I would like to see how he raises the floor of that offense and how Baker uh, improves with a guy like Allen Robinson who can make uh, off-target catches, who has the most contested catches in the past three years, who can give Baker room. Yeah, who can give Baker room for error. I would love to see Allen Robinson go to either the Browns or the Colts. So do you want him to go there strictly because they can give him the compensation he deserves or 
because, well, I mean, you said that about the Colts, but I know you're also kind of sort of a Browns fan. Yeah, kind of sort of. It's just if you look at it, Baker would be the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has played with. I'm on, and then I'm only right, but but that just is a testament to the quarterbacks (laughs) that he done played with. Mitch, absolutely. Uh, before that, he had Christian Hackenberg at Penn State. You know what I mean? I mean, like this man's quarterback list is. Wow! Wow! He's a beast. Allen Robinson is maybe the best wide receiver in the league, bro. <laughs> like, uh, listen, bro. If, if so you get this like, type of pay while playing with them quarterback, you got to be a dog, bro. Oh my god! And I'm then sorry, on top man. of that, like we said, Christian Kirk done reset that market. There's no yeah. way that Allen Robinson should come out with a structured contract that's not more than what Christian Kirk got. Now, my understanding of Christian Kirk's contract is that it's heavy incentive laden and like he has yeah. a lot of less guaranteed money. Okay. But the value of the contract is 87 or 84, whatever that number was. 84. Yeah. If I'm A-Rob, I'm going and asking for more guaranteed money than that, dude. Yeah. Because he deserves it for what he's been through. So Absolutely. that's my guy. And that's who I want to see go play with a quarterback, you know, that is established. Even if the coach trade for Jimmy G, Jimmy G would be the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with. You know what I'm saying? As much as I don't like Jimmy G. So that's my move. Allen Robinson go to a team that has a competent quarterback. So we can just see this man perform at the highest level. I appreciate great wide receiver play. I study the, the position so hard and I'm a junkie when it comes to wide receiver play. He's one of the best, so I would like to see him go to a team that can utilize his talents and his skills. Okay, all right, I respect it. I I, I would like to see Allen Robinson come to Buffalo on that. But the thing is, Buffalo you know Buffalo saying? don't have a cap no more. Hell That's no, we ain't paying them that much. But I'm saying, if you want to come win a chip, you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> so um, all right. So I I wanted to do final thoughts, but I kind of I kind of want to get into a specific team real quick before we go. Because I'm, I'm, it kind of intrigued me a little bit, right? This was a team that beat us last year. Um, kind of expect everybody expected them to be trash, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't know why their track record would have never told you that they would be trash. Uh, you got, uh, they had one of the best defenses in the league. The quarterback was absolutely terrible, but the head coach is one of them. Head coach is a Hall of Famer, one of the best ever. Talking about the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Right. So we know the defense is going to be phenomenal because they always are. Right. Now they have Mr. Bisky, who I think is better than what Ben Roethlisberger was last year. Not better than Ben, like, you know, but what Ben Roethlisberger was last year, I think Mr. Bisky is better than that. Mr. Bisky has a winning record as a starting quarterback. He's been to the playoffs twice. What do you think the Steelers can do with, you know, a Mr. Trubisky? Uh, you know, at the helm, do you think they are better or worse? Oh, they're most certainly better. There is no question about that. Ben Roethlisberger has been PFF's one of PFF's worst grading quarterbacks in the last two seasons. I mean, he has like an average depth of target of like six or seven, if I remember correctly, because they throw everything behind the line of scrimmage or like three yards downfield. So, from that perspective alone, he's going to raise their average depth of target, he's going to be able to push it down the field, and he's going to raise the floor of that offense simply because they can run more concepts, more deeper concepts to be specifically. And then on top of that, in terms of uh, the prognostication that I have for them in terms of where they should end up, I have always said, I said on the last show that I was on, that I think they don't be fighting for that last wild card spot. We're adding one more wild card team in there. I believe that they'll 
they can be right at that same spot. Like that's where the Pittsburgh fans should be aiming, you know, get us to the wild card. Because if you look in their division, I don't think they're better than Cincinnati, obviously. I don't think they're better than um, the Ravens, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've already said that four playoff teams can come out of the AFC West. So that's four Mm -hmm. spots plus six with two in their division. And then you got Buffalo, right? So that's seven playoff teams right there. So I don't see them better than any of those teams. So they're going to be fighting. Maybe they can scratch a couple wins out. But we can all agree that Mitch definitely raises the floor of that offense because they do have some pieces there. Najee, Chase, uh, Deontay Johnson, Johnson Pat, that boy's nice. Pat Fryer and Muth, they have Fryer pieces Muth, there, yeah. and then we know the defense is solid too because they have TJ Watt, who was arguably one of the best defensive players in the league. Cam Hayward, Minka all these guys, Patrick, yeah. Mink, my guy Minka, they have a lot of talent on both Minka's sides of the ball. Up. So, if he can be kind of what Baker is to Cleveland and not F it up and just run the offense, Matt Canada's offense isn't an offense that's gonna push it, but it's gonna scheme up a lot of easy throws for him. Mm-hmm. I think they can get the. If they have a good season and Mitch does what he has been doing since he was a starter and puts together a solid four or five game stretch towards the end of the season, I can see them easily getting in that last wild card spot. See, that that was that was you know what I mean? Because y'all said six, seven teams that could win the one seed. I'm like, damn, like I mean it's only seven spots in right, the Right, exactly. So, it's only seven, you know, yeah. Exactly. It's dogs so, in the AFC, man. Absolutely. That's that's so I'm I wanted to get your opinion on it. I mean, what do you think? Uh I let me I guess I'll ask, what do you think the ceiling for the Piss for the Mitch Trubisky led Pittsburgh Steelers is this upcoming season? Yeah, I think they're fighting for a wild card. I think their division, they're clearly, you know, third best team, fourth best team in their division. Um, Trubisky's good. Like I, I don't think Trubisky is as bad as his reputation says. Um, but again, the AFC has dogs. They have guys at quarterback. And for how however good you, you could be the Mitch Trubisky lover. You you know he's not a guy. Like he's not a guy. So you can love Mitch Trubisky as much as you want. He's not that guy. But again, you know, with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger last year, this team was good. <laughs> You know, this team was good with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. So, again, you couldn't walk into a season with Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. So, getting get, you know, Mitch Trubisky is an upgrade over that. So, yeah, I, I mean, Mike Tom is a good coach. He's never had a losing season. So, you hoping the culture of Pittsburgh, you know, supplements the stuff that Trubisky doesn't do well. They can scrape out some wins. Um, but, yeah, you know, in the AFC, if you don't have a top guy, your chance of making being a good team in the playoffs is low because every other team in AFC has a top guy. They are all guys. And so I think Pittsburgh can try to scrape for that last playoff spot, you know, but they're going to get to the playoffs and get blown out, you know what I'm saying? Because Trubisky's just, he just isn't that guy. Again, this will, you know, we keep saying it, but this will be another interesting Deshaun place where if you drop in top quarterbacks around talent like this, you, you can really compete. But Trubisky isn't that guy. He's a bridge guy at best. Um, so, you know, we'll see. You know, it's going to be interesting. I think he's a bridge guy. I think, you know, they want they wanted a better option than Rudolph. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, Mason or, Rudolph. or Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Or Dwayne right. Haskins, yeah. They, they, you you got to try to – you got to – Mike Tomlin had to go in the office and say, you you can't be sending me into the season with this. <laughs> we got to hey, do something he, here. Mike Tomlin actually likes Haskins a lot. Um, so, I, honestly, I think it's going to be a, a, a quarterback battle in training camp. I don't think I don't think Trubisky is just outright the, the starter, you know what I mean, going in there. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. But um, I, I mean, I definitely got to have both of y'all on again because I kind of want to just like 
go through each AFC division, but we already like an hour and a half in, so I ain't gonna put y'all through that. Um, but we, we'll go ahead and get into final thoughts, and then you know we'll talk about you know what we we'll do next time. But uh, let, let's go ahead and do final thoughts. Uh, EJ, what you got for us, bro? Of course, it, let, just let you guys know. Final thoughts is like literally whatever you want to talk about. Doesn't have to be Bills football related. Most people do say Bills football, but it's whatever you want to talk about. What's going on? Yeah, I'll give a couple of final thoughts. First thought is I do feel the Bills got better today. Added some uh, depth on the defensive line and then added Roger Saffold to the offensive line. I do think they raised the floor of their offense and specifically their rushing offense, which we know was an issue for them at the beginning of the year. So I do think that the Bills came away today definitely a better team on paper. Um, I also think that the Chargers today became a better team on paper. They added J.C. Jackson. Um, their cornerback room was very small. I mean, uh, they have um, Asante Samuel Jr., who's 5'10", and then J.C. Jackson's only 5'9". So, I mean, their cornerback room is small, but they run a heavy zone system from Brandon Staley, so they should be fine. And they added Sebastian Joseph Day. So they also have uh, gotten better, and I like the moves that they made. And then um, just wanted to, I was very surprised to see that uh, Harrison Phillips went to uh, the Vikings. You know, I don't – think that move moves the needle for them but i mean it's cool to see that he landed in the spot that he thinks that he can contribute in so that was interesting and then of course lastly the mitch trubisky thing um with pittsburgh i do think that they raised their floor and it was uh very encouraging to see because i hate for talent to be wasted specifically chase claypool playing with a, a quarterback like ben roethlisberger who can't push it past 10 yards consistently so with that stat alone i think that pittsburgh also got better today i agree um <clears throat> Emmanuel, final thoughts um i'll just say this whoever kirk cousins agent is that man deserved to be in the hall of fame you do i i don't know if there's a, a hall of fame for agents but Kirk Cousins took Washington Commanders, which is a terrible name we need to talk about at some point. Washington <laughs> Commanders not believing in him and turned it into him being one of the richest quarterbacks of all time. That man is swimming in guaranteed money, and he just got more. Um, so I, I, Kirk Cousins' agent, I don't know who he is. He is he, he is in the Hall of Fame. Everybody, Every quarterback coming out should hire that man because that man gets good deals for his yeah. quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, you know, he's not terrible, but he's—I don't think he's a guy. He's he not worth paid. over two hundred and seventy million. Hold on, hold paid. on, hold he on. He gets paid two hundred and seventy million hold career on dollars. Hold on, he's not worth that. He's hold not. His on. Is the goat. That's all. I'm hold saying. on, before we get out of here, and before this smear campaign continues, it's not a smear campaign. It is most certainly a smear campaign. <laughs> Let's it just is. take it a couple things in consideration. <laughs> Let's take a couple things in consideration because that is a great final thought. Kirk Cousins has been statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL the past three or four seasons. He has the fifth highest PFF grade in the last three to four seasons. The issue that people have with Kirk Cousins, not that he can't play, is that he can't win in a big game. But let's just mind you, he got Drew Brees up out of the playoffs once too. Let's let's keep that in remembrance too. Like he, he is no he is he by no he's by no means a scrub, but the fact no. that he's but the fact that he's 59 and 59 is what irks people. It's never been the fact that he couldn't play, it's the fact that his team's underachieve. However, let's also fans remember that Mike Zimmer is his coach, and we see 
what dinosaur coaches <laughs> we see what dinosaur coaches do to, to franchises who have quarterbacks. They run them into the ground. Pete Carroll just ran the Seahawks into the ground because he has too much Mike control. Mike Shanahan was his first coach, so you got a point. Mike Shanahan was whose first coach? Kirk Cousins. That's right. He he was his first coach. But they, like you said, they didn't believe in him, and then they let him. And he's a dinosaur. He was a dinosaur coach as well. But that system, though, look how many coaches came off his tree. It's the current NFL. Taylor, that, that, yeah, McVay. That system is that's right. Oh no, no, no. I'm I'm just I'm just solely speaking. Vic, to your Shanahan, point about Shanahan's coach. a different type of dinosaur, though. He's a dinosaur that's willing to adapt, and everybody's using his. Not when he was in Washington, he wasn't. <laughs> he was terrible in Washington. So, but so EJ, let me ask you this: They got a new, oh, they got a new coach, and he's an offensive-minded guy. Do you think Kirk Cousins is gonna is, is he gonna compete for something this year? Like, do you think Vikings are like a dark horse Super Bowl contender because they have? All right, whoa! I ain't say all that now because they still <laughs> didn't have a roster. No, let's not get. Crazy. All right, so, so I didn't so, say all that. Me, I'm defending. I'm specifically. Yeah, I'm specifically. Go ahead. Sorry, Josh, it go real quick. EJ, if 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 Kirk Cousins say. If, if Kirk Cousins' agent come to you and says, we want seven-year contract for $270 million plus, are you taking it? Well, see, that's a tough question. That's a tough question to ask, and that brings me to my other point. So I'm going to ask you your question specifically. It depends on what the seven-year market is. Usually the market is from three to four years. Nobody gets a seven-year contract anymore. Nobody wants to No, I'm, I'm just speaking to yeah. his, his current. Right. You know? I understand. I understand what you're saying. But people have to understand that the market – of quarterback, it's conducive to yeah. guys like Kirk Cousins, who has put up crazy stats, but the market is mad weak. And ask yourself, if you're the Vikings, who are you going to replace them with? That I agree with. That's fair. I, I, I agree I mean, with that because it's the, it's the same issue I have with the Colts. You could hate Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz could be the worst quarterback in the league to you. But you can only uh, you can only make that decision if you have a clear upgrade out there. So right. I agree. I don't think the Kirk. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a bad deal. I'm just saying his agent is a goat because he <laughs> took a team not believing in him and got a bunch of money from. Okay, from him. that, I, from I think, that, from that perspective, saying it like that, that I, I mess with you for saying it like that. It's just people usually say it like, "Oh, he hasn't done enough to get the money that he deserves." I would argue that he has. And listen, I, 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 people shouldn't argue about that man getting his money. And again, the, the quarterbacks in this league. A lot of teams would kill for a Kirk Cousins. Let's just be right. Let's be honest. That's they nice. would kill for a Kirk Cousins because, again, look at the Colts. The Colts trade away Wentz. You can however you feel about Wentz is that, but who's the clear upgrade? You hearing about Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston and stuff like that. When teams do stuff like that, it makes sense why Kirk Cousins gets paid the way he gets paid because a team would much rather pay a guy like Kirk Cousins, who at the end of the day you know you're going to compete. He's not going to have you a bottom dweller out here. You know you're going to compete. You just know he's not a guy, which in this league is not a lot of guys out there. So you, you got to kind of take what you can he's, get. He's a guy life. junior. He's a guy junior. He's not a quarterback that you are very confident in if you have to go up against a Brady or a Rodgers oh, no, but he's or not a one Kyler. Or one, well, actually, no, not Kyler, excuse me. Josh he's Allen, <laughs> Herbert. Like, he's not confident. He's not yeah. confident. But then, another to another point, the Vikings ain't really been putting no crazy team around them on defense either. They got defense, offensive yeah. firepower, obviously, mm-hmm. but I just alluded to the dinosaur coach that keeps them running the ball 50% of it's the nice time instead of letting him cook. So, we're going to see this year. He got an offensive-minded guy right. coming in this year. So, we're going to see what Kirk do. But, again, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a – 
is if a quarterback is watching Kirk Cousins and, and, he, and you watching his model, a team didn't believe in him and he came out and got all his guarantee money and got paid. And he that's bro, his age is the go. And Kirk Cousins continues to be good enough to get paid. Because at the end of the day, he's good enough to get paid. Because if he was mm-hmm. terrible, they wouldn't pay the man. He's good enough yeah. to get paid. You just again, we are we are in like quarterback nirvana. We got guys on guys. Yeah. We got Mahomes and Josh and Lamar. It's just that's upper echelon. These are Hall of Fame talents. Kirk is not that. But you could do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. I mean, you could be going into the season with Mason Rudolph. So yeah, Kirk Cousins is good. I think, I mean, if Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer, I think Kirk Cousins is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, saying. Troy Aikman's got like three Super Bowls, though. Well, yeah, you give me Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin, I'll win you three Super Bowls, too. Like, come on, and man. you got to take in consideration, that's like a totally different NFL. The NFL yeah, that is, Kirk Cousins is, is playing and the NFL saying, that I, Troy Aikman played in are two different NFLs, bro. I, I, two I, different. Admit, I do think that Kirk Cousins has gotten paid way more than he's worth, but I do think that Kirk Cousins is – Justice, you know, you're trying to have me sit here all day. This is what hot button topic. No, was. but I'm not. You can't I'm, sit so, here and say on, that he out, has he's not worth that money. Out, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not. I I I think he's 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 slightly overpaid, right? But I do think that not like the best. If if Josh and Aaron and Pat are the best of the best, and then the next level may be like your Herberts. You know, I'm not putting Burrow on that. I'm sorry, I'm not. Um, your Herberts, your Wilsons, etc. I think Kirk Cousins is in that Burrow car range. I think he's pretty good. I do think he's really good. So, so you think, I, I think he's top? He's, so you think he's top ten, top fifteen? Yeah, he's definitely top, top fifteen. Super Bowl. He's definitely top fifteen. I think That's Kirk Cousins can win you Super Bowl. If you put enough around Kirk Cousins, he can win you Super Bowl. I can see that. I think he. I think his ceiling is probably like around Matt Stafford somewhere. I do. I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Like I said, it's fifty nine and fifty nine record since he's been in the Minnesota Vikings uniform is what the issue is. But again, it's not like they don't had crazy teams around him too. Like they've had offensive talent since Diggs there, since this rookie, like since he's got there. I will agree with that. But he has a playoff win on his resume. One playoff win, yes, but one playoff win against a goat quarterback when. Uh, New Orleans was favored to win that game, and they came out and won that game. So, I mean, you bang on him all you want, bro, but he he's a quarterback. And he got paid. And he, he getting paid. He beat Breeze? You sure that wasn't Case Keenum? Yeah, that's the, the miracle. That's the that miracle. was Case Keenum. No, he beat Breeze. No, he beat Drew Breeze in the playoffs, that last second oh, that touchdown one, one to Mason uh, to Kyle Rudolph at the end oh, of the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. See, see, that. people don't be no, 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 no. That. I'm, I'm just uh, no, no, because you said the Saints, and I'm thinking about the. That's what I was thinking about. I made with the miracle, yeah. and I, yeah. I just knew that was Case Keenum. So that's that's why I had to ask. Kirk, now, because remember Kirk. the year before the Saints lost to the Rams. Off that play, mm-hmm. off the pass interference. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Brad. Oh my the god. The play hurt around the world. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk's cool, man. And all I'm saying is Kirk Cousins took an opportunity of a team not wanting him and, and maximized it. He get all my respect for that. He maximized <laughs> his earning potential and he maximized the opportunities um from the Washington commanders not wanting him. I think that bro, his age is the goat. I, listen, that's you have no choice but to respect it. Like it, it, he, he did the damn thing. Shout out to them. Shout out to Kirk. Shout out to his agent. You know. Shout out to <laughs> Chris and Kirk's just agent. Just for when, when, when your name is Kirk, your agent is the truth yeah, for some reason. Man. Right. Just uh, just a reference for everybody. Kirk Cousins is the 
one, two, three, fourth, high, uh, fifth highest paid quarterback in the league. Just so everybody will have that as an arguing point when they talk about this situation. <laughs> Ooh, nah, exactly. He makes it in the Hall of Fame. He, he makes more to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. He deserves Hall of Fame. And, and that's what I mean when I say he's slightly overpaid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he deserves all of fame. That's all I gotta be fair in the argument. Gotta be fair. That's fair. Sorry. So hey, look, bro. I ain't gonna lie. This has been a black. I'm definitely gonna have both of y'all back on again. Uh, and, and next time, I already told y'all we we going through the whole AFC. Uh, you know, west, north, south, all that. Um, so I want to thank. Uh, actually, I don't, I'm gonna let y'all do that. Um, yeah, EJ, go ahead and let everybody know. You know where they could reach out to you, where they could follow you, where they could. You know, what I'm saying, listen to your your um your product, and you know what I mean. Read your your work and stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm a high school football scout for Prep Red Zone. I cover high school football in New Jersey. Um, so all of my work you can see at edaniel77 right there in my, my Twitter handle. And as Bills Mafia know, I am infamous for responding to you guys' tweets. You, y'all know that. Y'all know this firsthand. So if you want to get at me, at edaniel77. You, can you want an easy me. argument? Easy guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yo, exactly. If you calling people out, I'll be like, "Yo, bro, hey, I keep it real. I keep it Bax all the way one hundred, right? Exactly. That's all Bax. it is. But Bax. yeah, that's where you can find me and interact with me. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Um, yeah. So I, I, this is I do sports on the side. Honestly, um, I'm, I'm more into like parent advocacy stuff. Um, so I co-host a podcast with my dad. We do uh, called We the Parent, where you know in Buffalo we meet. You know we have everybody from the mayor to the superintendent on and we talk about parent advocacy stuff uh so that's mostly what i do i um, mean you can find that we the parents of western new york on facebook um but yeah i also host a podcast with my cousin and my brother called height required um you can find us on all your platforms uh it's, it's a very interesting show for those who haven't heard of it it's really dope you should go listen to it it's high required but yeah and before i go just i want to say again man congratulations because uh you're doing big things man it's well deserved your work is what got you here so again for all those watching, all those listening, when you work hard and you grind, you you you, you reap the fruits, man. And justice to see you um, reaping that fruit, man, is is a blessing. Of course, you're my cousin, so it's always good to see family eating. Right. Um. So yeah, right. congratulations, man, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Absolutely, right. man. I I appreciate the words. You know, like I said, I may have been killing it. I remember he got a coaching job at Time, and I'm like, how the hell did? You know what I mean? Like I, was, I may have been killing it for years. You know what I mean? So. Uh, man, I, I appreciate that a lot. And, and man, it is a blessing to, to be able to have such a beautiful opportunity and then to be like, yo, I work for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was because I put in the work. You know what I mean? Yes, so yes, that, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, shout yes. out to Mookie, Yesterday's shout price out. is not, not the same. It's not. Absolutely. It's not. That's how God works, bro. Amen. One door closes, 16 opens. Amen. <laughs> and uh, you look out for Emmanuel. You're going to be the next school board president. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. But, um, yes, you guys, again, thank you to Buffalo fan base. Uh, thank you to Bills Mafia. Thank you to EJ and Emmanuel. Um, shout out to everybody that was in the comment section. Every like, retweet, subscription, share, everything is appreciated. Um, this has been Justice for All. This is the official YouTube page of Bills Mafia. We are out. Go Bills.